a special episode of the Fertility Podcast. I have been umming and ahhing as to what best to do to try and um, encapture my fifth birthday of the podcast five years ago. Rookie Natalie, rookie in the podcast sense because I'd been on the radio for quite a while so there wasn't the nerves about talking like this. Rookie Natalie in the podcast sense launched the Fertility Podcast, this very podcast like this. Hi and welcome to the Fertility Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to make fertility awareness so much more than it is. It's still taboo, people are very private if they are going through treatment. This podcast is for both men and women who have unanswered questions about fertility. There's going to be interviews with fertility experts from the UK, Europe and across the globe, as well as stories, everyday stories from you, from me, just so that this podcast is a place that if you have any fertility struggles going on in your world, this is a place you can come to. Maybe your questions will be answered. You can also put your questions forward to the different experts that I'm going to be speaking to. Well, I certainly did that. There's over 230 episodes now of the Fertility Podcast with a whole host of experts as well as people like you, men and women that have shared their stories with me and I honestly never expected to still be making this podcast five years on to the point that actually the way that I'm making this episode is uh, so unplanned because I just wanted to, I suppose, capture what I was feeling because I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do with this podcast because it's been a really personal thing for me sharing my stuff along the way as well as having the privilege to speak to you and and the multitude of experts that have given up their time and I've learned so much and I've made so many kind of amazing friends and made so many brilliant connections and it's really opened my eyes up to this world, the fertility world, I, I've got so many more ideas of things I want to do. But one thing that um, is really important to me in all the work that I've been doing with this podcast is to be true to myself, to be authentic. And for the first year of the podcast, if you haven't made it back to the start, if you've just maybe found me, um, I was I was sharing this podcast anonymously because. I didn't know how to be totally open with what I was trying to talk about. And I think this is like a key thing for a lot of us dealing with this. It's how we let it define us because it's not all we are at all. But if it is something that we choose to become more vocal about, whether your chosen platform is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you found it, whether you're writing a blog, keep on doing it keep on if it's helping you keep on with it however it best fits so I spent a year um, being anonymous making this podcast and then decided to be me this is that moment Hello and welcome to the Fertility Podcast. Now, it's been a while since I've put an episode out because I'm currently 
touring the UK, visiting a whole host of clinics working with Access Fertility. The reason I'm doing that is to give you an insight into what different clinics are like. It's um, something different that I haven't done before on the Fertility Podcast. I'm working with Access Fertility, they're sponsoring me, which is really exciting. But it means that I haven't been putting out the regular episodes, as you might expect. So I just wanted to explain why there's been lots going on. My little boy has turned one, and you might have seen on Twitter, I came out, I told you who I was. Because if you've listened to this podcast from the start, you'll know that I chose uh, to do it anonymously. The reason for that, my husband and I just didn't want everybody knowing what we had experienced. Now, I've had a number of emails from people saying you talk about fertility being a taboo subject, yet you do your podcast anonymously. And my reason was that I really wanted to do something for the fertility world, for people like you and me who have found themselves on a journey that they didn't expect. And my background in radio and podcasting meant that it just seemed really natural for me to try and put information out for you to hear people like yourself sharing their stories, to hear from experts, uh, well-being people, hopefully find this really useful. And the feedback that I've had from you has been that that is what you found from the podcast. However, I found it quite challenging not just being me, saying who I am, being the fertility poddy. So... I talked about it with my other half and um, we both agreed why not why not just embrace it and it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to shout about this on my personal Facebook telling all my friends so that they're all asking me about this and our treatment and I'd be interested to know how you feel about that because I know a lot of you go through this secretly I know that um, some of you are really open with people. The emails that I have, some of you tell me that you tell everybody uh, about your treatment and I wholeheartedly respect you for doing that. But I also wholeheartedly respect you if you choose to keep it to yourself. What I will say is that there are so many support networks out there, in particular in UK, or even if you have a sense that one of your friends or some of your work colleagues might have been through treatment you probably are right remember one in six couples are affected with infertility now I'm not saying if you've chosen to keep this to yourself go and shout that you're now you know having treatment or you've had treatment but what I'm saying to you is that I'm Natalie hi and I'm I'm feeling quite relieved that I'm just going to continue on with the fertility podcast um, as me being open more open because I've always been open and I've always been honest and I hope that you felt that from the podcast that you've listened to so moving forwards um, I'm very soon to release this season of podcasts sponsored by Access Fertility which I really hope you'll be interested in I've got a few bits and bobs that I'm going to put out from people that I've met on Twitter and I really encourage you to get in touch I really want to hear from you I want to know how you're feeling I've been doing this podcast out of love and um, it's a kind of labour of love in some respects in that it's not something I'm paid for until now with the brilliant sponsorship of Access Fertility for this chunk of work so that's why there's been a bit of a, a a gap from me because I've had to concentrate on some paid work as you would expect whilst looking after my little one who's now going to a childminder which is really exciting gives me a little bit of time to just do a bit of recording like I'm doing now but I'd love to hear from you so you can get in touch and tell me your story tell me if there's certain things that you would like to hear about on the fertility podcast is there an expert whose book you've been reading that you would just love to ask them more questions is there a forum that you're in that you want to tell me about 
is there an event that you've been to whatever it is that has helped you just get in touch so there's different ways you can do that you can email natalie at the fertilitypodcast.com or you can tweet me at the fertility poddy really easy i'd love to hear from what do you make of that jazz music? I might have to add a bit more of that into future recordings. So yeah, that was me telling you about my coming out and um, also about my first amount of sponsorship for the podcast. If you're now into podcasts, you'll know that um, it's a funny world. It's kind of gone crazy more recently. The last couple of years, more people are podcasting, more people are getting involved in sponsoring podcasts, but it is a constant it's a constant sell and I still have a full-time job. Um, I'm a, I'm a voiceover artist as well as doing the different things that I've been doing in the fertility space and and getting this podcast sponsored to make it possible is a kind of ongoing um, ongoing uh, part of what I'm doing Um, however that um, moment of me just being totally upfront uh, and and open about what my future plans were started me on a different path with the podcast and um, as I've been working out, and my husband have been working out what's happening next in our world, watching as well what you all share, um, there's various things along the way that I have talked more about. And we have our beautiful boy Phoenix, and we have frozen embryos, and that conversation is something I've learned that lots of us aren't talking about enough. That decision of what to do with our frozen embryos so I spoke about it um, just at the end of 2018 about how I felt. Now it was literally recorded on New Year's Eve and the recording does start with a little interlude from Phoenix, my little boy. So if hearing a small person talk is in any way of a trigger right now, um, maybe skip forward uh, 10, 20 seconds or just enjoy him being pretty cute if it's, if it's not a, a, a trigger. How did you hurt your arm? When I was on the table. When you're on the table? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just recording. You can sit here. You can sit here, but you need to be really quiet. You can say something. Do you want to say Happy New Year? Say Happy New Year to all of the Fertility Podcast listeners. I need to hear. All right, put the headphones on. All right. So remember, say Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the Fertility Podcast listeners, or to all of the Fertility Podcast listeners. Brilliant! Well done. Thank you. Excuse the brief interlude. That was my son Phoenix. I'm literally being as spontaneous as I can be, and have not edited that bit out. Phoenix is going to be four in March. He's the result of our successful ICSI treatment that we had in 2014. So he was born March 2015. And I started the podcast once I was pregnant with him. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about in this episode is where we are at, because I haven't really talked a huge amount because I've not really been sure of what I wanted to say. Through this year, I've talked a bit about being in that secondary infertility space, which is a strange place to be in that we are blessed to have a child and we are still trying to work out 
what happens next. And that's what this year for my husband and I has really been about. We were fortunate enough to have three frozen embryos. And I think at the time we thought we'd have a second child because it's what both of us wanted. We're both siblings. However, as time has gone on, and our circumstances have changed. We've relocated to Manchester. My husband has changed careers. My career obviously had a break because I also work as a radio presenter and voiceover artist as well as doing this podcast. So I had a kind of career break whilst Phoenix was really small. Never stopped working. I've been making this podcast and, and doing voiceover work, but I haven't been able to work full time until this September. And... One of the things that I personally have been struggling with is the reality of having a second child. Financially, we are wanting to buy a house. We still don't own because both of our careers have moved us around and we've been renting. And where we've moved now, our plan is to buy a house. So the reality is that for me to come out of work, which I would do if I was to have a second child isn't really viable and so that kind of head over heart uh, dialogue that has been going on has been something that I've been struggling with and so I reached out to Hannah which is a Jewish infertility charity by chance really I'd started talking with them because I wanted to know more about what they did I'm Jewish I felt that my personal faith belief system had been challenged somewhat as a result of our fertility struggles and so I've been having conversations for about six months with one of their counsellors to try and work out kind of what support I need so I haven't actually been having counselling from them yet but what we have been doing is talking through where my head is at about the decision as to whether or not we have further treatment or whether we let go of our embryos. And I I was absolutely adamant that whatever the outcome is, the embryos are not going to be left to perish, which is the awful term given to making that decision. Um, And I am going to be talking in the new year in 2019 about what we do with our frozen embryos because I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. And I think that as as fertility patients, we're not really given the opportunity to think about that during treatment. Obviously, you just want to have the treatment and have success. And if you get frozen embryos, then that in itself is a blessing. Because I know not all of you are fortunate enough to get any frosties, as, as we'll call them. We this year have had the letter from our clinic asking us to pay for the storage, which was due in June. And I didn't want to pay it because I felt that we've spent a significant amount of money on the storage already and I felt that my husband and I had reached a point where we'd both in all honesty agreed that having a second child wasn't really the best thing for us in that we have a wonderful little boy we are blessed to have our family unit at three and whilst we both had this dream of having two children my age I'm 41 now and our work kind of set up and our financial position 
doesn't make it the best option and and in an ideal we want to give our little boy everything and the best of everything and if that means that I we then have to manage our own guilt of him not having a sibling that I think that's something that we have to manage because he's a brilliant little boy and whilst I think he'd be an amazing bigger brother if it doesn't happen he will still be an amazing little boy and and an amazing person so this is all stuff that I've been working through and the reason that I've left this podcast episode till today is because last night was finally the kind of chance that my husband and I had some time, just the two of us, to talk about all of this. Because where I've got to with the counselling type conversations I've been having with Hannah is that the lady I've been talking to and offloading my brain has suggested that the best type of counselling that we could and should look to have is implications counselling to help us with that decision of giving our embryos over to science which is the plan that I have in my mind is that that's the best thing that I feel I'd be comfortable doing. I was 36 at the time of having treatment so the embryos are too old um, to be donated and I don't know how I'd feel about that as much as I'd love to help another couple I just think it would play on my mind so much and I know that this will play on my mind anyway because in my heart I feel that we will get our house and we will be in a better financial position and then what if I turn around and say well now I'm ready to have a second child however in my head I'm saying it's not guaranteed to work a frozen embryo transfer I don't know if I am actually mentally capable of having a second child because my business in itself is like a second child if you work for yourself you'll know when you are your own boss and you've got so many plates to to spin adding in a little person that you have to care for is is a challenge and to add in a baby when you've got a little person and your own business I just honestly don't feel it's something that I could manage we could manage and so the conversation that my husband and I had last night was that he said he would be 100% up for the counselling, which we've talked about before. But he was also saying that he feels I probably need to address more than he does. And I know what he meant by that, in that I feel that maternal urge that I should have a second child probably stronger than he does. And if you're a guy listening to this, feel free to get in touch and tell me whether you've had urges for a second child because I do think it sits more with the woman. I'm not saying that guys don't want more. I know plenty of girlfriends that had their other halves going, more, let's have another baby. And they've been fortunate enough to do it naturally or they've gone for for more fertility treatment. So in a nutshell, what I'm saying in a pretty long-winded way is I feel that I can honestly say to you that um, I'm starting 2019 with a bit more of a clearer focus that we are going to potentially give these embryos over to science and I'm getting a bit teary saying it but um, I think it's the best thing to do and I'm going to have some implications counselling and talk through all the feelings and then I'd like to document that process of giving the embryos to science for you I've asked my clinic if that's something that uh, could be possible and they've said yes Um, because I 
I think that there is such a lack of understanding about it. It's like the unknown. And I think that that's why we're fearful of it, making this decision, because we don't really know what it means. So I hope that in my next step of my journey, sorry, I hope that in my next step of my journey, I can help educate you a bit more, which is what this podcast is all about. The Fertility Podcast is my mission to help us all understand this weird place we find ourselves in. <sighs> Sorry, I hope that didn't get you and make you upset, um, especially if you're on the move and it's the start of your day. But you know what? I'm recording this uh, in October 2019 almost a year on from sharing that episode and we've not signed the forms that is how long this process is taking we've been through I've been through implications counseling and if you follow me on social media you'll know that I shared that my husband and I had had a joint implications counseling session where we're at is that we've we've told our clinic that we're going to donate the embryos to science and then we've had the second round and I might have shared this already uh, on the podcast forgive me if I have because I know I've been sharing it on my social media platforms as well we signed the forms to say we'll donate the embryos to science and then you get a second bout of forms to kind of say are you sure and everything's halted because I don't know if I'm sure I'm not 100% sure I'm like 99% sure and I'm just toying with that one percent that one percent curiosity because there's a 99 percent of me that is is accepting where i'm at is content where i'm at but there is one percent of me that wonders what it would be like so that's where my head is at and i will be talking more about it with you both on my social media platforms and here um, I'm going to end this podcast episode now because I'm going to be sharing another one with you later this week all about the fertility show some of the speakers that are going to be joining me on the Let's Talk Fertility stage because the fertility show in London is happening at the end of this month 1st, 2nd, 3rd of November um, more on that one thing I'll ask is uh, do go and follow me on my social platforms whatever you prefer I'm at Fertility Poddy on Instagram and Twitter and the Fertility Podcast is the page on Facebook because as part of this fifth birthday celebration I'm going to be announcing something on Wednesday this week that I'm offering five people so I'll tell you more about it on my socials and we'll talk more about it in my next episode thank you as always for your support five years of your support it's just honestly I'm gonna just harp on about it for a little bit longer I think over the coming weeks because it's phenomenal that in October five years on from starting this I'm still making this podcast it really is it really is something special and I'm really really proud of me and you and us and what we've been doing and how we've encouraged other podcasters and how there's just more conversations and I, I do feel a little 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 bit responsible for making it a little easier to talk about um yeah so until the next time <laughs>